discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. Thank you that your word comes with power. Thank you that we are educated by your precious Holy Spirit. And thank you for great understanding, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's read Romans chapter 8 from verse 28. Romans 8, 28. I want to share some few things with you for the next three Sundays. Okay? So this Sunday is part, speaking third. So this Sunday, next Sunday, and then the following Sunday. Hallelujah. The title of my message is Icon. Icon, icon. That's the title of my message. Do you like such titles or it's like you are sad about such titles? It's a title. It's a very serious title. Icon. Say icon. Icon. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The word image is icon. You get it? So that's where I took my title from. So it's not something out of... That's the Greek. The Greek word for image is icon. It's spelled I with a dash, then K-O-N-E with a dash on top of the E. You see, you spelled it wrongly. You spelled it in the, in the way you know. Hallelujah. Did you get the spelling? What was the spelling once again? I dash K-O-N-E with a dash on top of it. Uh, icon or icone as you'd say it in Greek. But that's where the word icon comes from because icon means image. Okay, when you say someone's an icon, he's, he's, a, he's, an, he's an image of something. Do you get it? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go, go back to verse 28. I mean, sometimes you wonder why Christians are, can, can be sad. Christians are not supposed to be sad. Because there are too many things that you are supposed to be happy and excited about. Too many things. How can you see a scripture like this and not be happy? Do you, know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, How can you see a scripture like this? It's a lack of revelation. How can you see a scripture like this and not be excited that you are a child of God? He says, and we know. It means that nothing can go against you. No matter what is happening around you. It says, and we know that all things, all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. We know. We know. Say we know. No. So you shouldn't be sad. You're a Christian, you shouldn't be sad. Because no matter what is happening around you, 
it is all working together for your good. For your good. Yeah, it is working together for good. Working together for good. See, I cannot be disadvantaged in my life. You can't be disadvantaged, not when the Holy Spirit is working in your life and working with you. You can't be disadvantaged in any way. It's not possible. So I made up my mind a long time ago that I'll always be happy because no matter what is happening, it will always end up for my good. I'll always end up on top. Look at John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. The word expedient is advantageous. It is more advantageous for you that I go away. Okay, so the Amplified says this. However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, it is good, it is expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Has Jesus gone away? If Jesus is gone, who is here now? The Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, it is to your problem. Sometimes people say, I wish Jesus was here with me. I wish Jesus was holding me. I wish Jesus would talk to me the way he spoke to Thomas and the way he spoke to uh, uh, Peter and all that. Brother, you are making a mistake. Jesus said, it is good for you that I go away. You will have more advantage. It is good. It is advantageous. It is expedient for you that I go away. So now that the Holy Spirit is here, nothing can work against us because he is the counselor. He is the comforter. If you are going through something that is very painful, he will comfort you. He will exhort you. He will raise you. I'll never be sad in my life. Say it again. I'll never be sad in my life. Not when all things are working together for my good. Not when the Holy Spirit is guiding me and leading me. Yeah. I'll never be sad. Not one day. Not one day. Tell me back. Are you seeing me like this? Mean that you are seeing me like this. You will never see me sad. Hallelujah. And a lot of Christians are they have a lot of Christians all around the world. They are sad. Always crying about one thing or the other. How God hasn't done their prayer requests. He hasn't answered their prayers. Whether prayers are answered or not, it's still working together for my good. How can you even say that your prayers have not been answered? It means that you don't know the scriptures. You don't know that you how do you even know that your prayers have not been answered? And you, 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 should, you can't say that your prayers have not been answered. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can I show you a scripture? Go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. 1 John 5, 13, 14. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that we have, we have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything... According to his will, he heareth us. This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, now, what you, because you heard according to his will, you are wondering, have I been asking according to his will? Yeah. That is where your problem is. What is he talking about? Which will, what will is he talking about? Praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. He's not talking about the content of your prayer. He's talking about the, the mode or the means of your prayer. Do you understand? What you are seeing in your what It's not about what you are seeing in your prayer. Whether you are doing it the right. Because a lot of people are praying to Jesus in Jesus' name. It doesn't work. 
Jesus said that from henceforth you shall not pray to me. You shall not. You shall not pray to me again. You shall pray to the Father in my name. That's what Jesus said, and that's the will of God. He's talking about the will of God according to asking. Do you understand? He says, and this is the confidence we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, what is He talking about? He's talking about asking the will of God according to asking. What is the will of God according to asking? That you ask the Father. In the name of Jesus. Go, let me show you. you. Probably you've not seen the Bible before. John 16, 23. Yeah. And in that, read it to me. You want to go. So if, listen, no. Look, I wish I seen the scripture. If the other one is talking about you asking according to the will, will of God, as in, you have to know the will of God. Concerning your, the, what you are asking before you ask, like, hey, I'm asking for a car. Is it the will of God? How will you know in the word of God that asking for a car is the will of God? There's, there's no written anywhere in the Bible. There's no car in the Bible. There are only chariots and horses. That's only that's all you can ask for. And if you ask for chariots and horses, I don't know where you are going to get them from. I honestly don't know. Maybe don't, they are donkeys in the they are donkeys in the Bible. That's what you want. How, how are you going to get that? <laughs> I see it. Yeah. So Jesus says, in that day, which day? In the day when he's taken away from them. In this day that we are living in. In that day, you shall ask not, me nothing. In other words, you shall not ask anything from me. Because we are, asking, we are accustomed to asking Jesus for things. Jesus told them, there's a time coming when you will not ask me anything. You will not even see me to even ask me anything. But, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever, you know, do you understand whatsoever? Whatsoever. Charlie, whatsoever is whatsoever. Isn't it? It means that there are no limits to the to the things you can ask, to the requests you can make. Whatsoever you can ask for a car, you can ask for a bicycle, you can ask for a motorbike, you can ask for a job, you can ask for a beloved, you can ask for a wife, you can ask for a child, you can ask for for what? A country, you can ask for the whole country, you can ask for boxer shorts, you can ask for supporter, you can ask for all kinds of anything at all you want. You can just ask. What is whatsoever? You can ask for a belt, you can ask for a shoe, you can ask for a socks. You can ask for unlimited bundle. <laughs> anything you can ask for, two wigs. You can ask for anything. That means that is what whatsoever. No, there's no God is not interested in giving us a, a list of things you can ask for. You give you these are the things I can do. Prospectors, if you it's either you ask for these things or forget about it. There's nothing like that. So in that other place, he's not what he's talking about. He's talking about asking according to the will of God with respect to asking. And this is how to ask. He says, very, very nice to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, and he will give it to you. He will give it to you. And he says, This is the confidence that we have. Wow. That if we ask anything according to his will for asking. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, eh? go to Genesis. Go to Genesis. And if we know that he hears, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. And this is where the problem of a lot of Christians are. You don't know that you have. Whatever you ask for, he says, when you ask, when you stand up from asking, believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. He says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire? Do you understand desire? Yeah. What are you desire? What are your desires? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What is your akumaswadie? 
you say that in English? Desire, right? What is your desire? They are designed to go to school. Of course, you should know if you're asking for some foolish, if you have some foolish desire, there are different types of desires. They are foolish desires. You get it? I mean, you can't, you can't be asking God to give you a certain girl so that you can mess up. Because sometimes you have desires for things. Like, after a movie, and you see, you see some buttons moving around, it's like, This will be very nice. I have a burning desire, Lord. Do it for me, Lord. You are lying. Nothing like that will happen for you. Yeah. Therefore, I want you what so what things soever you desire. When you pray, he says, when you pray, when means when you do it, not if you pray. When he's expecting you to pray. He says when you pray. After you have prayed, believe that you receive them, the thing you prayed for. And you shall have them. In, in Christianity, it is not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. This is believing is seeing. Not seeing is believing. Not when you pray for it, then and the, you prayed for a phone, and the phone came. When the phone came, ah, thank you, Lord. I believe. But until the phone comes, you don't believe. That's, it will come. Do you understand? You are make, you've made a very, very big mistake. Listen, I, I have answers to my prayer almost 100%. 100% because I pray according to the will of God. What is the will of God? I ask the Father in the name of Jesus. And I believe before I see it happening physically. So when I knew that I pray, or when I do whatever and I pray, that Father, I'm asking for this. When I ask for it, and I finish asking for it, I believe that I've received it. I start thanking God that I've received it. After some months, or after some weeks, or after some days, then I will receive them. But I had that. That's faith. It's called faith. Faith is, I, I, I believe. I have it even though I have not seen it with my physical eyes. I have the documents that attest the fact that I have this particular thing. You see, I can have um, the papers of the lands we have in Accra. I have one in my car. We have some lands uh, on the outskirts of Accra. Okay, they just did the papers and brought them to me. It's for church. Now, I have those papers. But how do I let you know that I, we have land in a car? If I show you the papers, you will know that we have... That's the, the evidence of the fact that we have the land is the papers. Even though you have not seen the land with your physical eyes. That's how faith is. Faith is a document. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the... Is that if you, when we see a title, a title is an official thing. It's from the government with stamps, with things. That, that is what lets you know that the thing is real. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I can't just print a paper and come and give it to you. That I say this title. No, there must be some stamps on it. There must be some signatures on it. Then you will know that, oh, it is true. There, there's a land somewhere. Even though you have not seen the land, until the day you see the land, you will know that you have the land. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So you prayed for something, you prayed, you, you, you asked for a car. When you, the day you asked for the car, that same day you received the car. That same day you received the car. That, that, that is how faith works. That is how, what is what it means to work with God. You received it the day you prayed. Yeah. Then from that day, you start acting and moving along that line. As someone who is driving, as you are moving in town, you can just be changing gears. Just, moving, just do this. When I ask, what are you doing? Oh, I'm driving my car. One man of God who uh, was trying to put some of these things to work initially in his life 
prayed for a bicycle, and you have to be specific with your with your requests. He prayed for a bicycle, he prayed for a desk, and he prayed for a chair. And he had prayed that it wasn't coming. And some people will say, I've been praying and it's not been happening. It's because you are not doing it according to the principles that are laid down. If you do it according to the principles that are laid down, you always have 100%. 100% set prayers. So God showed you what I'm telling you now. That you, 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 you are actually pregnant with the bicycle. God asked him, God asked him, is a baby in a womb as real as any human being? Do we treat a baby that is inside the, uh, the mother's womb as someone who is actually joining us or someone who is not there? You understand the question? When a woman is pregnant, do you think that, do you see the baby? Do you see the baby physically with your eyes? But do you know that there's a baby in there? You know. It is growing. One day to join us very soon. You start buying pampers, you start preparing, you start buying socks and whatever. Baby cots and all that. You are preparing for the baby, ain't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You even feel the baby. Sometimes it will kick one or two, one or two, one or two. <laughs> so God told him, when you make a request, you must receive it. You are actually pregnant with it. The baby is going one day to come out. After nine months, it will come out. But whether it's nine months, we know that the baby is there. And we are expecting the baby to come out. All things being equal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how faith works. Okay? So when you make a request, he says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe. Believe. When you pray, if I have prayed, or when I pray, I know. I know. I know the day I was impregnated with this building. I know. From that time onwards, the day I made the request, when I was praying, God told me, this is what is going to happen. I just conceived it. You should see me. Every time I come, we're talking about it. We are building this. We are going to build this. We are going to build that. Some people think that there was plenty of money sitting somewhere and we just used it to build. You are lying. There's nothing like that. There was no money. It's nothing. Not even one CD. Not even one CD. <laughs> the project we are doing, okay, I'm pregnant with it. You should see me here. There were days we were praying. When we were praying, we were praying for a long As we are praying, I've made requests. And I've received it, so I started doing measurements. I was measuring. I'll just look for tape. Charlie, where's tape? I'll give them pressure for tape measure. Give me tape measure right now. Then I'll take the tape. Stand at the corner. Me too, I'm standing here. Let's measure. Then I'll measure. It's twice as, one and a half times as big as this one. So I just wanted to know how it looks like. Then I'll go, okay. So, wow. I've walked in that building many times. This building, I've walked in it many times. I had visions of walking in front of people like you. Holding microphone and talking to you. I, I, I counted my steps in the walk. In the, even in the dream. From one edge to the other. Yes, at least 24 steps. I've counted all those things. The one I've counted, there are at least 40 steps. Wow. Yes, I can make 40 steps this way, 40 steps this way. Sure, you think I'm joking. When I pray, I receive. No, no, whatever. Because I know his will. Praying in the name of Jesus and praying to the Father. What, whatever you ask for. If this, if this scripture is what a lot of people think it is, then the other scripture is wrong. But it is not wrong. This is bonus. This is not part of what I'm coming. It's bonus. What I just shared with you is bonus. It's bonus. Bonus. Hallelujah. Yeah. You can't be sad. I can't, I can't be sad. No, 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 no. It's not possible. When, when all things are working together for my good. Oh, brothers and sisters. All things. And we know. And we know. 
You see, the word no is idol. Write it down. Idol. E, the Greek word is idol. E-I-D-O. Okay. E-I-D-O. And it means to be aware. Okay. To be aware or to see. Hallelujah. As a child of God, you must be aware of this particular fact. You must see this particular fact. That no matter what happens, all things are working together for my good. Whether good or bad, doesn't change anything. You see, and if you are aware of this particular thing, do you understand awareness? When we say you are aware of something, are you aware that you are a boy or you are a guy? You are aware. It's, your, it's part of your consciousness. Are you aware of the fact that you are a lady? Yeah. Mm. Are you aware that you are a lady? Yeah. You are aware. Do you have sometimes you have confusion concerning whether you're a guy or a lady? Do you have that? No, not at all, Pastor. Eh? Wow. Are you conscious of the fact that you have breasts? Yes, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> why? What is wrong? What's why? It's like I'm I'm a bad person because I asked. <laughs> It's a message. It's part of the message. Yeah. <laughs> are you conscious of the fact that you have some things around, like you have hands, you are you are you are conscious, isn't it? You are aware. You don't need someone to come and tell you. Where's your leg? What are you talking about? Where's my leg saying? I'm aware. I know I have legs. I'm aware. I'm aware. I, I, I know what I have. It's an awareness. And that's that's what God wants. That's the place God wants us to be. He says, be aware. See the fact that all things, all things, oh, Charlie, I'll never be sad. Though. There are days when things are not going well, but I'm not sad. You will not see on my face. You should see my, the reactions that I have towards certain news. People say some news will come, and I'll just be there. You would think there's something wrong with me, like I'm not being sympathetic or something, I'm not even emotional. My reactions are very similar to a lot of things. Thank you, Lord. It's well. Jesus is Lord. These are my reactions. So these are my emotional reactions. It's powerful. Jesus is Lord. It's working. Oh, it has worked. It has worked. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll be fine. I'll just speak in tongues. Kola Basha. Shabaya. I'll say. Kabazumi, Kabashu. Do you know? Do you know all those things have meanings? <laughs> Recently, I was checking from Google Translate. Yeah. You can check it. Yeah. Google Translate. Yeah. You see, this even though I speak in the tongues of angels and in the tongues of men, some of the tongues we speak are actually the tongues of men, wow. not the tongues of angels. So some of the tongues we speak have meaning, have actual meanings in certain languages that we are not aware of. Wow. When I check the Google Translate for Kabashu. And kabasha, you can check it. Kabasho, one means cover, one means one means covered. So when I I don't remember which whether kabasho or kabasho, one of them. It means covered, and the other means recover. Can you can you imagine? Yeah, it's amazing. I was just checking recently. I was surprised. So it's like even when we are speaking, something great is happening, and you are not even aware of it. Hey. Kabazumi, for instance, Kabazumi. You remember we be say Kabazumi. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Check Kabazumi. You'll be surprised. I think Kabazumi is what means covered. It's it's from Japanese. It's Japanese, isn't it? Yeah. It means it's Japanese. It means to cover. Kabasho is a Somalian language. What does it mean? Recovery. Recovery. <laughs> so don't joke with your tongue. Too. Yeah. One of 
one of her, one of her, one of our ladies in church in our Madina church was praying. She was she was so depressed. It's a testimony. She shared it with me. She was so depressed. So she made me even want to look for some some of the things you've been saying. She said she was speaking to tongues. She didn't feel like doing it, but as she was speaking to she was just saying. She realized she was saying one thing, and then she would say thank thank you Jesus. She would say baka, and then she would say thank you Jesus baka, and thank you Jesus baka, thank you Jesus. So when she finished, the Holy Spirit asked her to check Google Translate to see what the meaning of Baka meant. And when she checked check Baka, it means to something. Let me let me see if I can I can remember what. It was very serious. That's my phone. It was very very serious. Charlie, we are all things are working together for our good. Oh, you don't understand my message. Are you recovering things? Are you covered in every single aspect of your life? Yeah, no, 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 don't joke with some of those things. Or you think we are joking? Tell anybody we are not joking. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me. I, I want to show it to you proper, proper. Hey, is it not a blessing? Yeah, it's bakaya. You're saying bakaya, 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 bala, bala, bakaya, bakaya, bakaya. Hey, hmm. And it means, it means what? Outstanding. It means to rescue. It means to save. It means to reinstate. It means to restore. Hey. Hey. It means to salvage. And she was going through things that she needed to be salvaged from. Can you imagine? And that was what she was speaking in tongues. As she was praying, in the name of thank you, Lord. When she checked, it was like that. Kabazumi. Kabasho. All things. Sometimes you look, it's like things are not good. Don't worry, it's working together. We, it says we know, we are aware. Become aware, become aware. Become aware of, of some things. Do you understand? Yeah, become aware. No matter what it becomes, it's going to work together for my good. It's going to work together for my good. No matter what. I cannot be disadvantaged. I cannot be disadvantaged in life. Am I preaching and sharing the word of God with you? I cannot be disadvantaged. Not in any means. Not by any means. Not when I have the Holy Spirit. No, no, not when I have the not when the Holy Spirit is in my life. I can never be disadvantaged. My path is, a, is like the path of the just. Which shines brighter and brighter on the perfect day. I'm just going higher and higher. See, I'm going higher and higher. Yeah. Never disadvantage in life. Yeah. We know. We know. We know. What is the meaning of the word know? What's the Greek word? What does it mean? To be aware. I hope you wrote it down. To be aware. To see. To be conscious of. To see. To be aware. To recognize. You see. Yeah. To be aware. You are aware. You are aware you have eyes. You don't need to. When you wake up in the morning, you don't say, see, 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 eyes, eyes. You are aware. You just open your eyes. You wash your face. You know you have a mouth. When you wake up, you know it's smelling. You have to wash it and brush it and do some one or two things. Any? You are aware. You are aware of some things. Same thing. It is when it comes to your life and to the things that are happening around you and what's going to happen in your life. Know that there's just one thing. It can only work together. You see, it says, and we know that all things, all things, and the word all things is from the Greek word pass, P-A-S-S. Okay? And it means every single individual thing. 
and also means every collective thing. Okay, write it down. P-A-S. I want you to go back with notes. That's why I've taken my time to say some things. You understand? Next time when you are coming, if you don't have a notebook, next time when you are coming, the church is a school. We are training you. Okay? When I was asking God what to share with you, I don't just come and share things with you. I ask God before I come and share with you. Do you believe such things? Yeah. And because how do you know how to raise people? Hmm. I was asking, we're talking about it on Wednesday. How do you know how to raise somebody spiritually? There's no mechanical way. God didn't give us five steps or 25 ways or 25 steps to go through to raise somebody from being a child of God to become a general in the house of God. Nothing like that. How many of you have seen that in the Bible before? You don't read the Bible, so you don't even know whether it's there or not. <laughs> but it's not, there's no timetable in the Word of God to show us where you can raise somebody from. There's nothing like that. Because God is the one who is involved. Everybody is different, and God knows how and what to share with everybody. Let me show you. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Let me digress a little. 1 Corinthians 3, 1. He said, My brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Then he says, I have fed you with milk. Next verse. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able to. Are you saying it? He said, My brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but I spoke unto you as unto carnal. He lets us know the types of Christians that are in the system. A Christian can be a child of God, can be a babe who is carnal, or can be spiritual. But he didn't tell us what it means. You get it? Like how to raise somebody from being a babe to become a spiritual man. The steps to go through. But he mentioned that of the fact that I have fed you with milk, meaning that babes are fed with milk. Now, how, how do you know the milk? Where is the, where is the milk in the Bible? And do you see condensed milk in the Bible as you are reading? Do you see yogurt in the Bible as you are reading? There's nothing like so you don't know, you don't really know which one it is, which verses are the milk, and which chapter of the, the Bible is the is the meat. Do you understand what I'm saying? We must depend on the Holy Spirit. If you're a leader in the house of God, those of you who are into five alive, the way to raise a person is that you must depend on the Holy Spirit. Because God gives you the one who is pastoring or the one who is taking care of the, pe- the people meets in due time. Okay? Let, let's read that, that verse. I think it will help us to explain what I'm trying to say. Okay? So, I'm just trying to let you know why you must take notes. And why you must make, you must refer to the things that are shared with you. Because that is what God is actually using to raise you. That's the material God is using to develop you and build you up. If you lose it, you are, you are losing your life actually. So as simple and as normal as it is, like, oh, it's, it's really nothing. It's like, we are just in church. We are just being excited. No, there's something very, very important happening right now as I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, verse 45. It says, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Go up. It says, but know this, that if a, the good man of the house had known in the in what, what the thief would come. The good man of the house are the pastors, the people who are taking care of people in the church. Okay? You're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader. Those of you are leaders. The people, your five are like the people you are taking care of. Okay? So you are the good man of that house. 
Hallelujah. Amen. It says, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would, would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. I see it. Next verse. Therefore, therefore be ye also ready, for such in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. And the Son of Man is not coming for babes, he's coming for matured people. Everybody must be matured. Now, how does he ensure that everybody is matured? So he shows you, he says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord, that is the, our Lord Jesus Christ, has made ruler of his household. You have been made the ruler of his household. A ruler of five, a ruler of three, a ruler of four, a ruler of ten. Then he says, to give them meat in due season. To give them food in due season. You must give them food in due. How do you know that this food is good for them at this time? How do you know that this word is good for them at this time? How do you know that this is the word you're supposed to preach to them to get them from point A to point B? How? The Holy Spirit. That is why a leader who is not related to the Holy Spirit and does not talk to the Holy Spirit will end up crashing and end up having plenty of trouble and things will not work. People ask me concerning how come we are able to we succeed with, with church and we are able to do the things we do. I tell them it's the Holy Spirit. I, just, I have just one job. To make sure I'm hearing from him. Yeah. So I, you should, you should, and it is not a joke getting a word from him and knowing how to make the thing work. Are you, are you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. The whole week I've been praying, God, what do I share with these people? Because you are not the only ones who are going to be hearing what I'm sharing with. It's going to go on the podcast. And a lot of people are going to be hearing. All, of, all the people who are not in church here will be hearing them. There are more than 1,000, 1,300,000, almost 1,500 people in the church. They will all hear it. And people outside the church will also hear it. You understand? Ah, we are feeding. If we are feeding, what are we feeding with? If you are feeding a baby, a three-month-old baby with banku, <laughs> what do you think will happen to it? You kill the baby gradually. Is banku not food? Is it not food? Is it not good food? It's good food. Is it not made up of corn? It's made up of corn, but it is not good for that child because of the way it's been processed. It's just like cereal because cereal is also corn. We have cereal maize. Yes, but when you give cereal maize to the child, the child is fine because there's a formulation in the cereal that is good for, him, for the child to be able to process. Yeah, even though it's, it's corn, but the corn must be broken down a certain way for the child to be able to eat, eat it and be fine. If you give a six month old baby fufu with kotoji, <laughs> with, with bones, bones, eh? Uh, in Kasei, how do you say in Kasei in English? In Kasei, <laughs> how do you say it? It's bones, right? Fish bones, yeah, fish bones inside, plenty, and it's eating. Amane, you know, Amane, the big Amane. How do you call Amane in English? Amane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the child will be will have a problem. He will take the the bones, the amani bones, <laughs> and eat it, and it will choke. I know a child who died because of a uh, fish bone in his throat. Yes, yes. When my father died, we went to the mortuary. There was a six-year-old boy who was there who had died because of bone. The bone choked him, and then he died. Just bone. Yeah, they tried to push it down, do whatever. It just killed him. Yeah, and tore his esophagus into pieces. Yeah, something is inside. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Ramping is inside. You know, that is not normal. You get it? Like, no matter what has choked you, there's some technology. There's another technology inside. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you understand what I just said? So you must depend on the Holy Spirit to know what to tell them, and know what to share with them, and know how to develop them. So every single thing, and I'm aware of that. I'm conscious of that. So I don't just preach. I don't just okay. Let's pick our Bibles. I'm here to make you excited. No, that's not why. That's not why I come. No. If you're in the system, you realize that after some time, you're you're you are becoming fine. You are becoming okay. You are becoming correct. All your foolishness is just leaving you small, small. You had five boyfriends, but now you have two. It's reduced to two. Then after some time, it becomes one and half. After some time, it becomes one. It becomes half. Then it's finished. Then you realize that everything is okay now. You are fine. You are giving your life to the Lord. You are conscious. When someone wants to have sex, you say, brother, don't come near me. Don't come near me. Yeah, you are just, you are becoming better. But first, you, you are the volunteer. You volu- me, me, take me, take me. <laughs> hey! You don't want to shout if you like what I'm saying. So he says, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household? To give them meat in due season. There's meat, there's food in due season. So Paul knew when to give them milk. He says, I, I, I have spoken unto you as unto babes. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Because he knew that they were babes and they needed milk. So he fed them with the milk of God's word. How did he know? By the agents of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And food is very important. Food is, food is what causes people to grow. Food is what causes people to grow well. You know when a child is three months and he's feeding all kinds of things, he doesn't grow well. He's susceptible to all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. You see. But when he's giving breast milk, exclusive breastfeeding, you will not go to hospital for anything that the child has running stomach or headache. Nothing. Yeah, everything is just fine because everything is inside the breast milk for the child. That's sucking like that. Everything is just becoming fine. One of my one of my nephews uh, at age two was still breastfeeding. When he wakes up in the morning, he'll go to my mother's shop, draw the draw where the monies are, take some coins and walk down the street to go and buy kosi. Yes, you go and buy kosi and come back. When he comes back, he will sit on his mother's lap, take the breast, put it in his mouth, suck some and buy the kosi and chew, and then suck. He's a man child. I was so shocked. Now he's nine. He's nine. If you tell him, he says you are lying. When you tell him, that was what he said. Oh, you are lying. We didn't have phones that could take pictures during those times, so we couldn't take it. Yeah. Icy cup and book for like icy cup and book. He will just drink. He just drink that. He will go and buy the kosi himself. He will go and buy the kosi himself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so what I'm telling you is very important because it's a meal for you. It's good for you. Okay? It's a meal for you. We know, we are aware that all things, I said all things means every individual thing and every collective. So all the individual things that happen around you, one by one, just try and just check whatever has happened to you, whether good or bad, whether nice or ugly. Whatever it is, it says every individual thing that has ever happened in your life is actually working together for your good. For good. For good. Have you ever read Jeremiah 29, 11? 
What does it say? What I say? Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Then he says, Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. This is God talking. He says, I know the thoughts. So because you are a child of God, God has certain thoughts concerning you. And the thoughts that God has concerning you is such that they are thoughts of peace. To put you into peace. Not of evil. So no matter what evil happens, remember that you are on the thought of God. You are always on the mind of God. Do you understand? You know, he says he cares for you affectionately. Eh? And watchfully. He doesn't joke with you. God doesn't joke with you at all. God, you are, you are too important. God says that you are the apple of his eye. The one who touches you has touched, has touched God. Whoever tries to touch you has touched God. Yeah. Paul in the Bible, before he became born again, he was called Saul. And the Bible says that he was breathing threatening, breathing out threatenings against the children of God. He was hailing some of them into prison, killing some and all that. Jesus stopped him on the way and told him, so, so, why are you persecuting me? That's what Jesus told him. Why are you persecuting me? But when Jesus was alive and Jesus was being persecuted and was killed, Paul was not there. Jesus had died and gone to heaven a long time. But because he was mishandling and threatening the children of God, Jesus came down and came to tell him that, listen, you are, you are actually persecuting. It is me you are persecuting because my children are me. We are united with God. We are united with Christ like this. If you are a child of God there, you are united, you are one with him. And because you are one with him, whatever happens to you has happened to him. And God will certainly, the Bible says that no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it. Even as God does the church, that God cares about you, he doesn't joke with you. I think some of you are new. So let me show you the scriptures, okay? The story I just mentioned, you can find it in Acts chapter 9, okay? When Jesus met Paul, you see, from this verse 4, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, so, so, why persecutest thou me? Jesus was the one who was talking to him. So, so, why are you persecuting me? But Jesus was not there. Saul thought he was dealing with just normal people. Sometimes people deal with us in a certain way. People cheat us. Hey, they think they are doing me. They are doing themselves. Yeah, they are touching, they are touching the Lord himself. Yeah. Even if we pray that God shall have mercy on them. There is Jesus they are doing. They are persecuting Jesus. So all the things that have happened to me, I count them as joy. He says, count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Count it all joy. James chapter 1 verse 2. Count it all joy. Go, go to that place. James 1 2. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall, you just fall into diverse temptation. You don't plan for it. You are there. You are thinking yourself. You are thinking yourself. You are thinking yourself. You are just thinking about yourself. And then something just comes. And you fall into a certain temptation. You fall into a certain trouble. It says, count it all joy. No matter what happens, just count it all joy. Knowing that all things, every individual thing, every collective thing, all of them are individually working and collectively working for my good. I cannot go down. I cannot sink. I I, I remember when God told me, you are like the ocean. You are like the ocean. As I I was praying, the comfort that came was, you are like the ocean. Can you steal water from the ocean? No, you, you are so wise that you want to steal water from the ocean. You want to finish the ocean. What, what do you think will happen to you? What it means is that you are bringing the ocean to you and it will, it will, you will be submerged in it. No, God told me you are like the ocean. Financially speaking, you are like the ocean. You have too much. 
you are so sometimes someone has one of our brothers had thieves coming to come and steal everything he had for his uh, his business. Have you sunk? Have you gone down? We are like the ocean. See, I'm like the ocean. Say it again. I am like the ocean. No matter what happens, I'm 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 in abundance. I'm swimming. See, I'm I'm swimming. Do this. I'm swimming in abundance. I'm swimming in abundance. Yeah. No matter what happens. Someone said, oh, my school, my, they didn't admit me in the school. It's all working together for my good. It's all working together for my good. I couldn't go to school. I don't know what happened. I was not serious. Don't worry. It's all working together for my good. All working. All working. Someone broke my virginity. Don't worry. It's all working together for your good. I did an abortion. Hey, don't, it's all working together for your good. Now that you are here, let's move forward. Let's go forward. Put those pause and this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. I press. Say, I, I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I press. Philippians 3.13. For brethren, I count on myself to have a prayer, but this one thing I do, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. They have happened. There's no need to think about it. And every time, I don't know if I've made this decision. If I've done this, brother, it has gone. It's gone. Know that it's working together for your good. How am I supposed to go forward? That's what you should be asking yourself. We know. Are you aware? Are you aware? Yes. Hallelujah. But we are rich. See, I'm rich. Say again, I'm rich. Yeah. All things. That, so you see, that's why I say you shouldn't be sad. You shouldn't be sad. When you read such a scripture, you should be dancing in your room. You read it, and we know. Allah grab us so cold. We know. We 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 know. We know. I'm aware. Yeah, just like I'm aware I have hands. I'm aware of this particular fact that no matter what happens. No matter what happens, it can only be for my good. Yeah. One of my sisters lost the mom recently. She's here. Lost the mom. She's, she's, not, she's not worried. It's not a problem. We are here. Yes, yeah, so powerful. So good. So good. It's powerful. Because all things are working together for good. All things are working together for good. You know, a certain reverend that I know has lost a mom and lost a dad. He buried his mom about four years ago. His dad was buried earlier, like 15 years ago. And he was, someone was talking to him concerning his parents. He said, oh, they have, they have died. They said, hey, you are blessed, though. Yeah. That's what the person said. <laughs> like he was telling him, oh, I lost my mom and my dad, so I'm just on my own. Then the guy said, you are blessed. I'm here to bury my mother and my father. I always think about it. because Yeah, because burial... Funeral in this part of the world. I'm burying my father in ne- next month. Just next month, my father is going to be buried. My, I lost my father last year. Do you know the amount of money they are taking from me? If I mention them to you, get out of the church. <laughs> Such a small thing. I mean, just all kinds of things. So it's like if they die and they go away, everything, we know that we are buried. We are done with it. It's freedom. It's a certain type of freedom. So it's like we are, we are thinking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did he say he refuses to understand? <laughs> understand. It's a certain type of wisdom. Okay. It may not sound so nice, but 
is a certain type of wisdom. Yeah. Mm. Hallelujah. If you know, you know. She has lost both. She has lost both her parents. That side is gone. You go through a lot of bad things. When it happens, it's just gone. It's all working together. You now, when you think about it later, you realize that hey, it's powerful. That's all. She's in heaven. It's all you to one day you go. Hey, the immortals are in the church. You are an immortal. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we define what no means, right? We define what all things also mean. Now work together. Let's define what work together means. The word work together is from the Greek word sunegio. S-U-N-E-R-G-E-O with a dash on the O. S-U-N-E-R-G-E-O with a dash on top of it. And it means to cooperate or to partner in labor. To partner in labor. <laughs> to cooperate, to cooperate. Do you understand? Cooperate. They are all operating together. To cooperate. Or what? To partner in labor. To partner within labor. Okay? What does it mean? When we say something is co, they are cooperating. They are operating individually. You see, there are a lot of things that cooperate in a car for the car to move. Is it true? <laughs> you can have fuel in the car and everything is fine. And there's no oil, there's no engine oil. There were cow, even water, if there's no water in the car. You can spark it to spark. As you go, you realize that there's fire coming out of the car like that. I remember I drove my brother, my, the first car my younger brother bought had water tank problems. When you pour water into it, you drive for some time, all the water will drain, and the car starts heating up. And I didn't know, and I went for it some time ago. It was about four years ago, and I was driving it. Went for a camp at Dudua, leaders' camp at Dudua, I think 2014. And I was coming back from Dudua to Awushi, going back home. I, I bought Piotr at least 50 Ghana cities on the way. <laughs> yes, Piotr, 50 Ghana cities. Because when I drive small, the thing is just heating up. The car is going to break down. So I'll stop. Then I'll buy Piotr and pour it inside. I'll just steer and pour it inside. That is even more time. The agenda was supposed to take about one hour. I took about three hours to get to. It was not easy for me because one thing was not cooperating together for the thing to work. He's telling you that every single thing that happens around you is co- is, co- is part of the cooperation of God, including the evil things that happen. Go to First Corinthians chapter two. Let's read verse seven. The Bible says, "And it came to pass." All that is it will come to pass coming to pass. Oh, I don't have my parents don't have money, whatever. Brother, don't worry. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't think about your what has happened, your lots, like where, where you were born to and all those things. Whatever you do, that is where you were, that is where you arrived. You get it. That was where you arrived. When they distributed, that was what you got. <laughs> It's the question remains what you will do now with what you got. 
what are you going to do now with what you got? How are you going to use the word of God to come out of that situation? That's what you should be asking yourself. Oh, me, I, I, I'm not smart enough. No, no, sometimes you are there, you realize that you are not smart enough. Like, or do you, you've never felt like that before. I've never felt like that before. You realize it's like you are not so smart. And you see people who are very smart, like they are very, it's like they have future. They have future. When I was sleeping in school, I didn't think I was smart naturally. I still don't think that I'm naturally, on a natural, normal note, I'm smart. And it helps me depend on God. <laughs> it helps me depend on God properly. Because I have some friends who knew that they were, they knew that they were smart. It's exactly 10 years since I left university. Those of you are graduating this week. This week. 10 years ago this week, I was also graduating. You think you are the only one who is graduating? You have graduated before. Right here in this school called KNUSC. I was also there. 10 years ago. Yeah, I was wearing my academic pomposity. It's called Aka Pompo. Do you know Aka Pompo? Yeah. The robe that they wear. That's, you don't even know the name you're going to wear. It's called Aka Academic Pomposity. In other words, you have, be, you have become pompous in academics. That's what it, ah, what else does it mean? That's the meaning. <laughs> and the more you go, the more they give you a cup and four lines. If you're a PhD holder, it's four lines. If you're a master's holder, master's is what? The color will be different. Blue, yeah. If you're a first degree, it's black. <laughs> you're a funeral type of a cup and four. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, me, I, I couldn't do this. I couldn't. Brother, Charlie. Drop that, okay? Drop that. There's something bigger. Yeah. There's an icon we are supposed to become. Yeah, there's an icon. I can't wait to share with you concerning the icon sense. Yeah. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mission. First Corinthians 2 7. But we speak the mission of God, the wisdom of God in the mission, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Hallelujah. You see, I'm enjoying myself with what I'm preaching to you. I'm just enjoying it. I don't know about you. Next verse. Which none of the princes of this world knew. None of this prince, the princes of this world knew this particular thing. They didn't know the wisdom. It's called the wisdom of God. Go back. Go back to verse 7. It's so nice. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. God ordained. There are some things that are hidden from everyone's eye which God has hidden for our glory do you understand? it's hidden for your glory all the things that are happening around you whether good or bad if the devil knew that all those things were working together for your good he would not. He doesn't know that scripture he doesn't know Romans 8.28 he doesn't know it he doesn't know it if he knew it he would stop doing what he's doing he says, there's a, there's, a wisdom, there's a certain type of wisdom that God has. has. This is the wisdom. The, this, this, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Esoteric language. Mysterion. That's what mystery means. Mysterion. Hidden secrets. A shutting of the mouth. A secret. A wisdom that when you see, you shut the mouth. Like you see something. Sometimes you see something that is so wild. Beyond your imagination. <gasps> That's what mysterion means. That's what mystery means. The Greek word is mysterion. It means a shutting of the mouth. It's so wild that it shuts your mouth. <gasps> your money, that's 
that kind of you get it like you just saw hundred million dollars together and they say it's yours. <gasps> what is it mine? <laughs> you know, before you that reaction comes, but the first reaction that comes is <gasps> the it's mystery. Musterion, uh-huh. you understand? But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Then it says, even the hidden wisdom. The hidden wisdom, which God ordained, planned beforehand, put together before, it says, before the world, unto our glory. He's done unto our glory. Then it says, which the princes, none of the princes of this world knew. They don't have access to it. The, the chief of the prince of this world is the devil and his court. Says which none of the prince of this world knew. For had they known it, if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They would not have crucified Jesus Christ. If they had known that by crucifying Jesus Christ, you, you too, you will become saved. And you too, you will come into the Lord. And you too, you will have a, a purpose for life, for life. If they had known that by killing one Jesus, they will get many Jesuses coming after. They would not have done that. Yeah, because when Jesus died and descended into the graves and was coming out, he came out with many people. Yeah. If they had known that by killing Jesus, Jesus would bring many people to, back to life and bring, get us born again for us to become children of God, for all of us to be going to heaven. Hey, they would never have done it, but they did. It was hidden to them. They didn't know. They didn't They thought they were killing Jesus and that would be the end. You see, killing Jesus was a very bad thing, innit? Good man. He, was a good, he, he told the people, I've done so many good things amongst you. For which one are you arresting me? Which one? Which of the things I've done are you arresting me for? For good things. For good things. They said what? For good things, we will not arrest you. But because, because you say you are God, make him, you will see what will do to you. They just killed him just like that. If they had known that by killing him, you, 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 you will become saved and you become a child of God and you'll be on your way to heaven and even be in heaven and be changing other people's lives, bringing other people to church, telling them that they need to be in the house of God. They will never, they didn't know the repercussions of the Thing they were, what they were doing. They didn't know that they were right in the middle of the plan of God. They didn't know, the devil didn't know that he was right in the center of the centers of the plan of God. If he had known it, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Say, God is working on you. There are hidden things, hidden things for your glory. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it, look at the next verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen. I have not seen. No, I have seen. Listen, when it comes to your future, you see, every day, day, yes, yes, I was talking to my father in the Lord in the night. We we're talking, we we're talking. And I reminded him of something. He said, he said, he said something some few days, I think at the camp. He said that, you see, when we talk about what God is going to be doing with us, don't think about what are the fathers in our land or the fathers in the world are doing. Because those are things that, they didn't think they'll be doing that some years ago. Now they are doing them. They said, what we are going to be doing will be far greater. Yeah, because these are things that we, our eyes have now seen. The things that they have done, our eyes have seen. And this scripture says that, but as it is written, I have not seen. 
So when it comes to your life, you see, you check your family, you see that some people have prospered, they have done well. Your prosperity and your doing well, nobody in the family, it has not been seen in your family. It is unprecedented. You understand unprecedented? It is unprecedented. They see that. I mean, nobody has seen. Nobody has seen. I said all things are working together. They are all cooperating. Killing, they talk killing Jesus will cooperate or will, will, will not cooperate with the plan of God. It was part of it was cooperating with the plan of God. Working hard for the Lord. They were working hard for the Lord. Yeah, they were working hard for the Lord. How the devil was, was doing that, God was saying it. I go hard for the Lord. He didn't know what he was doing. He thought he was just killing Jesus, crucifying Jesus, and nothing will happen. The angels were singing, I go hard for the Lord, I go hard for They didn't know. I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Remember the other side. We know that all things work together for the good to them that love him. Who are the called according to his purpose. All things cooperating together. Ah, your boy left you. It's cooperating together. It's good though. When your boy leaves you, don't don't cry. Oh. Don't be that type of Christian who doesn't cry plenty about foolish things. Your boy, the boy left you. And so what? You are 29. You were hoping to marry this one, and this guy left. It's good. Thank God for his life. It means he doesn't belong. But if he is there, he will kill you. He will not just divorce you. He will chop off your head. Like that. And God has seen that he will chop off your head after 20 years. And he's saving you now. Don't be crying about these things. Or you will die very soon. And you will be a widow. Very, very soon. You are 20, you are 30. Someone got married three months, the wife died. Three months. He had just some few, whatever. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know why you're laughing. I don't know what's happening. I personally don't know why you are laughing, but it's okay, you can laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's corporate, it's working together. You understand? Say it's working together. It's cooperating together. Is that a clear enough message? It's cooperating together. It's cooperating together. It's cooperating together. All the good, all the good things that happened, they are all cooperating together. All the bad things that happened, they are all, co- all the ugly things that happened, they are all cooperating together. Yeah, they are all cooperating together. We know. It's, a, it's an awareness. Say, I'm aware. Hey, brother, I'm not talking about the, the, the skirt called I'm aware. That's what I'm talking about. Or the trouser called them. Do you know that trouser? I'm aware trouser. When you sit down, all your back, the G string shows, and then. <laughs> That's not the type of I'm aware that I'm talking about. How many of you know that type of I'm aware? This is a different type of I'm aware. This is the awareness that all things are working together. Give the Lord a shot if you understand this I'm aware. <laughs> we know. We know. Say we know. Yeah, we are aware. That all things, all things, individually, collectively, are all synergy, synergial. They are are synergizing together for good. Good means excellent things, beautiful things. To them who, it says to them that love God. Do you love God? If you didn't love God, you'd not be here. When you love God, you serve him. Okay, one of the 
key cardinal things about your service to God is attending services. They are children of God who don't, who don't, they don't love God. This scripture does not refer to them. All the beautiful things I've said does not refer to them. Bad things will happen in their lives. And it will just be going like that. If Whether you're a Christian or not, bad things happen. But a Christian is someone who knows what bad things happen for. Whether good or bad, he knows that he's working together for good. Yeah, those who are committed to the Lord. He, he says, for those who, who God loves. He says, for those who love God. I'm not the one who says in the Bible. And we know that all things work together for, for, for good. To them that love God, those who love God. Okay? Those who love God. And those who are called according to his purpose. Those who love God. That, that's, that is cut down. That is key. The other place where we read, it says that, but I have not seen, nor ear heard, not has entered into the heart of any man, the things that God has installed for them who love him. Who love him. So your love for God must be intact. If the scripture is going to be true in your life consistently and constantly, your love for God must not win. How do you say you love me and you don't do some things for me? If you love me, what would you do? What would you do? You talk to me. Yeah. You talk to me, you call me. How do you fall in love? How do you fall in love with God? It's serious. It's serious. You spent. I'm looking for a reply. Charlie, have you fallen in love before? The way you're wild, the way you're serious like that, it's like you have never fallen in love before. Have you fallen in love before? Yeah. Uh, if you're a child here, yeah, don't think that you are falling in love. You have not fallen in something else. Hey! When you are in love, it's called Odo Asuma War. Odo Asuma War. When love sends you, you do you do things you never planned you would do. When when <laughs> when you are in love with someone, you will move from Alpha Church to Kaswa Church. You will move. When you are in love. It's like a one minute journey for you. One day you are here, the next day you are in the other place. You don't think about a lot of things. The way you're in love, you do things. That is why your heart is broken when the thing does not work. When I tell that, you are, it's like you see all your foolishness. <laughs> in a split moment, all your foolishness runs before you. are like, ah! Ah! Then you start crying. Ah! You realize the money you have, you have spent. The time you have wasted. The things you have said and done. The things you have written. The letters written. The, the chats you have had. The restaurants you have gone to. The amount of money you spent at the restaurant. When you finished buying the food, it was like with 50 pesos. And you walked home from Golden Tulip to Kaswa, you walked home. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. When I when I fell in love with my wife, when I fell in love with my wife, one I was in school. I was I think I was almost, I was in final year when I when third year when I saw her. Final year, the thing just it was just welling up in me. It was not easy at all. Burning desire. One day at gate, I sat in a trotro. When I sat in a trotro. My wife's roommates came to sit in the trotro. And she saw me in the trotro. You see, I'm in love. What it means is that I have to get more points. <laughs> Charlie, you are laughing. 
at me. It's not there's nothing. You have to get more points. So on the league table, I need to get some three points here and there. What it means is that I must pay for her. Isn't it? But the money I had on me was just for, I, I could pay, only pay for myself. So I had to devise a plan quickly over there. When so they sat down, the bus was. Then I said, Oh, I forgot this. Oh, oh, then I just got down out of the car and left. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I said, Hey, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot my notebook. Yeah, I have to go for my notebook. I just got down and ran away because I didn't want to lose points. Yeah, when you're in love, yes, pure wisdom. There was no God, there was no God that showed up. Yeah. I just quickly I just dropped down and left. Shit. smoking. I remember one day I made my my brother is an artist. Poker is poker is my brother. If you know poker, poker is a very wild artist. Popular, he's all over the place. And he's my younger brother. And I made him draw a portrait of my I got a picture without her knowing that I got the picture. And I made him draw my wife for me. She was my beloved then. We're even trying to, I was now trying to, you get it? We're trying to become beloved. Like, these are the points. We are not two, three points that I'm picking so that. So I told him, listen, brother, all the times that I've taken care of you since you were a child, I've been taking you to school. All the things you have done, things I didn't mind you. This one, this particular thing that you're coming to draw, this is your last chance to prove that you are my brother. To prove that you're my brother, I told him, Do what? Draw. So re- I told him, Remove your heart inside. You are coming. Draw the thing for me. And he drew nice portraits. And I framed it. And it was in my bag. I got to, at that time, I was looking at Boku Mestits. So I got a car from Boku Message to Dr. Mensa. If you know Dr. Mensa, it's not an easy place. It's a very well place. You get there, there are tomatoes everywhere. Yum, everything is everywhere. You just have to jump gutters and all that. I jumped, jumped everything, went through everything. Just walked from Dr. Mensa to Confanonche. Oh, that's that journey. That's what that walk. That's what that walk. If that, that road was a human being and I go and pass around, I say, hey, are you cool? He would just, he would just greet you because the road knows me. It knows you. I've worked on this several times. Crossing borders. Are you in love? If you're in love, you do all kinds of things. Yeah, I just, just sat, I just moved. Went. When I got there, better, I don't even start it. She was talking to me, I waited. It's not a small thing. And she came. And that people also came. People were bringing the presents. Yeah, because there were some guys in there who also liked the thing. It's justify your inclusion. Then, when everybody gave this, someone even came to play guitar and sing for her. It was not easy. The competition was tight. I took out my portraits and I handed it to her. I said, This is a gift from my heart to you. I almost said I drew it myself, but I couldn't say. And I gave it to her. She unwrapped it. When everybody saw it, everybody said, Oh, I knew that I'd won the thing. I knew that I'd won it. I just won. I've won the thing. Hey, give me fans if you know I won the thing. I, 
I want it. I want it. I want it. Majili, you know, if you love God, there are some things you, it's not, it's normal. Coming to church, getting cat to come to church, it's just normal. Bringing somebody to church, I mean, it's, it's part of it. All those of you are sitting here, don't let anybody bring you to church any longer. I know some of you today, someone brought you to church and the person threatened you that if you don't come, something bad will happen to you. Said all kinds of things, that's why you are here. From today onwards, you are coming. Make a decision. You love God. You love God. Do what He wants. Be in His house continuously, consistently. We are always in the house of God because we love God. Hallelujah. This whole thing is it works together for those who love God. Okay, those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Called. 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 It's amazing how. God has handpicked us. The word called means to handpick, to appoint. Let me show you. Kletos, that's a Greek word. Called, kletos, it's K-L-E with a dash on the E, T-O-S. K-L-E, T-O-S. K-L-E, T-O-S, with a dash on the E, okay? And it means to be, to be invited. To be invited. To be invited. See what I said? It means to be what? I'm going to show you some more meanings. It means to be invited. It also means, okay, to be invited to a banquet. That's what it means. To be invited to a banquet, a party. You give it all cans for banquet, just write party. To be invited to a party. I just saw someone writing B A N K K E E something. <coughs> yeah, party is very simple. P A R T Y. So. To be invited <laughs> to a banquet. Okay. Or to be invited by God. To be invited by God in the proclamation of the gospel. Right. To be invited by God. This is my killer point. To be invited by God in the proclamation of the gospel. In the proclamation of the gospel. To obtain eternal salvation. To be invited by God in the proclamation of the gospel. To obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God through Christ. To be invited by God in the proclamation of the gospel to obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom through Christ. Have you seen it? And it also means to be divinely selected and appointed. Divinely selected and appointed. But I want, I want us to read one scripture. I'll explain it small. Then we'll continue the next time. Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy 1 from verse 8. To verse 10. Sometimes you don't understand that it's by grace that you are sitting here. Yeah. There are people who are appointed to salvation. It's in the Bible like that. The Bible says, all those who are ordained to salvation were saved. In Acts chapter 2. Hmm? Acts chapter 2, I think, verse 40. Let's read Acts chapter 2 from verse 40. Sometimes you don't understand your salvation. You don't understand what has happened. How come you, have, you were able to give your life. If you have not given your life to Christ, you have to give your life to Christ before something bad happens to you. You have to give your life to Christ today. I'll give you an opportunity at the end of the meeting. He says, and with many words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they 
that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day, there were, there were added up unto them about 3,000 souls. And they controlled especially the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And everyone, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed together and had all things common. And sold their possession and goods and parted them to all, blah, blah, blah. And they, con- they controlled daily and one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meats with gladness and singleness of heart. Next verse, verse 27. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. As should be saved. I mean that God has plans concerning those who should be saved. Every day. God has plans for those who should be saved. There's another place where it says those who are ordained to salvation. You can, you can check it from me. It's in Acts somewhere. I have Acts 13 or something like that. Okay, sometimes you don't understand, but you, you were handpicked by God. That was your calling. God, can you imagine, you know God, God himself decided that I'm handpicking Gloria. God just handpicked Gloria like that. I'm choosing Gloria for myself. That's what God did. God looked through and said, this is Gloria's time. What's your name, my dear? Gladys, JJ. <laughs> J squared. God handpicked you, Gladys. Handpicking you. You are for me. You are mine. You are mine. It's like you go and buy a TV. You look through the TV and then you choose one. This is mine. When God looked through the TVs, you are the one that he chose. This one is the one that is going to be in my house. Do you know how powerful that is? That God will choose you. Acts 13, 48. Acts 13, 48. Go to that place. You see it. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the Lord, the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained, to eternal life, believe they were ordained. Do you understand ordained? What does it mean to be ordained? What's the Greek? What's the Greek? Tasso, to be put in order, to place in a certain order, to arrange, to assign a place, to appoint. To assign a place, to appoint. Those who assigned a place for eternal life, those who appointed unto eternal life, were saved. Yeah, let's just explain to you some more. It's not everybody who's assigned to eternal life. Amazingly, I'll show you scriptures in Romans chapter 9. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. God has chosen you. Yeah, it's a, it's a choosing of God. It's a choice of God to make you his child, to make you his daughter, to make you his son. Are you understanding? Yeah, it should, it should work some carefulness in you. Because you look at yourself, you realize you're not a good boy. You're not a good girl, but you are the one God says, you are the one God says, I like. I like this one. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah. Those who are ordained to eternal life believed. Those who are ordained to, you ask me, are those people who are not ordained to, it's in the Bible, I'll show it to you. So what do we do to them? Do we preach to them? We have to preach to them. You don't know, you know which, which ones are ordained. You don't know which ones are ordained. You don't know which ones are ordained. We have to preach the gospel. You understand? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's serious though. Go to 2 Timothy 1, from verse 8, like I mentioned, right? I, I told you, I said that, that was the first question I mentioned before I came to these ones. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, this is Paul writing, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us, and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Verse 10. 
but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I see it. Go back to verse 9. Verse 9 is what I want you to see. It says, who has saved us? God who has saved us. And called us with unholy calling. Not according to our works. Not according to our works. If you read concerning Jacob and Esau, the Bible says that God chose Jacob. Even before they were born, God called. It was according to calling, not according to works. All things work together for those that love God. And for those who are called according to his purpose. God has called you according to his purpose. He has decided that you are the one who is ordained to serve him. You are the one who is ordained to go with him. You are the one who is going to work with. What a blessing. What a ble- Don't joke with it. Because just as you were called, you can be thrown away. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? When the TV is deciding not to do what it's supposed to do, they, oh no, just forget about the TV and buy another TV. You are the one God has chosen and decided he's going to use and decided he's going to be with. Brothers and sisters, I think we should thank God for choosing. Say thank you, God, for choosing me, for calling me, for bringing me in. He's called you to his banquet. He's invited you to his party. Read Revelation chapter 19. Let's read Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. You see it there. Revelation 19, 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called faithful and true. No, go up. Go to verse, go to verse 7. It says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. There's a marriage that God is, there's a, there's a, there's a banquet. It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay? Next verse. I will, I will explain it to you very, very well. It says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine and clean and white, for the fine line is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called. Blessed are those who are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because not everybody who is called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. If you are here, God has called you to the marriage supper of the Lamb. If you are not born again and you are here, God is calling you to that part. God is having a special party and he says you are the one he's inviting. You are a special guest of honor. Yeah. Special guest of honor. This is, the Bible says that those who sought to attend the marriage could not attend. But those who were on the byways, on the streets, hmm? Matthew chapter 22, he, he called people, he invited people, he didn't mind him. Then he sent his servants to go and bring people from the byways, from the hedges, places where nobody likes. And when he came to places where people nobody liked, he found you and me. Yeah. Who am I that I should be born again? Who are you that you should be born again? No, you know yourself. Don't you know yourself? You know yourself. God has graciously. It's not, it is by his grace. Blessed are they which are called unto the mind of the Lamb. He said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. Blessed are they who are called to the, this is the calling. So that scripture where it says, to those who are called, according to his purpose, he's called you to his marriage. That's the purpose, to his marriage. The marriage supper of the Lamb. God has, has given you a special invitation. You have to be grateful. You have to be careful. Yeah. You have to be grateful. You have to be grateful. It is by, it's not by works. It's not because you are beautiful or because you are handsome. There are beautiful and handsome people who are going to hell. But you are the one who has been ordained to be in heaven. To sit with them in glory. Hey! Will you take it for granted? You will not take it for granted. Go back to that place. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 now. 2 Timothy 1, 9. It says... Who has saved us? He has saved us. 
and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and according to his own grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Even, that before, even before the world began, God saw you. God saw you. Gladys, God saw you. Gloria, God saw you. Oye, God saw you. Chester, God saw you. Yeah. Joshua, God saw you. Alfred, yes, God saw you. Maxwell, God saw you. Sweetheart, Barbara, God saw you. Newton, God saw you. We are planned for you. Hey. There's some of your friends. Do you know some of your friends have gone to hell already? There are some people who have died and gone to hell. By you. God saw you. Hey, I think you should be grateful to God. What do you think? You should be grateful to God that you are, you are a vessel fitted unto glory. You are vessels fitted unto destruction. That's what I'll talk about next week. You are vessels that are fitted unto destruction. You are a vessel that has been fitted unto glory. Hey, what a blessing. When you think about our salvation, kneel down and thank God. Because you could have been on your way to hell. And nothing can change your mind. Even though we are shouting that you are going to hell. You are shouting, hey, you are going to hell. You will not see it. You walk, you march comfortably into it. Smiling. Smiling. <laughs> Boozing and going. <gasps> God has saved you. God has saved you. God has saved you. Having sex and going. <gasps> God has saved you. It's a blessing, oh. Is it not a blessing? It's a great blessing. It's a great blessing. If you are here today, you are not born again. God is calling you. This call that I'm talking about, you are the one God is calling you. Concerning. Close your eyes, everybody. God is calling you. God is calling you right now. God is calling you. He's calling you for his party that is organizing for his son. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Maybe this is your last call. Maybe this is your last call and you don't know it. Maybe when you walk out of here, you just die and go away. And we'll bury you. And demons will come for you. Maybe, just maybe. If you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to respond to the call of God. Maybe you've been in a system for a long time. You have the you have the jargons, you have the cliches, but you realize in your heart you don't know when when you don't know where you go when you die. You don't know where you will go when you die. You know in your heart. It's not it's not between two people. It's it's yourself. It's yourself. It's yourself. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hand. Now you're going to make an open declaration. Mean what you are saying because from today on, what your life is going to be different. God is going to, God has, God is bringing you into His calling and bringing you to His glory, bringing you to His party. I want you to say these words after me and say, Thank you, God, for sending your son. Say it, say what I'm saying after me. Don't speak in tongues. Say what I'm saying after me. Thank you for sending your son. Jesus Christ to come and die for me. I believe that he died and I believe that he rose again from the dead on the third day. I believe that when he died, I died with him. I believe that when he rose again from the dead, I rose from the dead with him. I declare boldly that I'm a child of God. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I declare boldly that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Devil, say to the devil, devil, 
you have no place in my life anymore. I've been taken away from your kingdom into the kingdom of God. I'm a child of God now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give them a round of applause. Clap for them. Congratulations. Welcome to God's family. Congratulations, my dear. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.